This is part two, asking and discussing the question, why do humans insist on following a human religious leader? Next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? part two of the discussion of uh, a new movement that is has been led by Denver Snuffer and a new religious movement that he is head of or has been leading uh, being excommunicated from the LDS church he started up his own religion and with us is Karen Bradshaw thank you Karen for coming co-hosting guest co-host today appreciate it we both know people who are embracing what Denver Snuffer is doing. So it's close to both of our hearts uh, about following truth, following Jesus, rather than following a religious leader. A viewer had remarked that Mormonism has created a God in their own doctrinal image rather than submitting themselves to God's testimony about himself. And so we have uh, decided to tackle this topic. A good example of that statement is that Mormonism has taught that God the Father and Jesus Christ were and are polygamists, making God into their image. Mormon polygamists today continue to teach that man can become God or become a God through living polygamy, and this is complete opposition to what the Bible teaches. We're presenting the many reasons that people should follow Jesus rather than humans who are imperfect people. Because of abuse perpetrated by human religious leaders, those who escape Mormonism often reject God and everything about him. They don't stop to think that the same people who hurt them and lied to them also lied to them about God. Now, we all need to stop and think and remember that Jesus himself was falsely accused. He was hurt. He was abused and mocked and whipped and crucified by religious leaders. Religion hurts people. Jesus did not condone religion. He wants a relationship with us on a personal level, and and he is not a group God. Uh, He's not a God who shows favoritism to a person or to a denomination. Religion itself is filled with self-exaltation, efforts to make oneself worthy, trying to be good enough for God, reaching up to God. But Christianity, on the other hand, is the opposite. Christianity teaches that without Jesus, we cannot be worthy. But Jesus reached down to us. God came down to us and saves everyone who will believe him and trust him alone. We ended last time as we began our discussion of a particular human leader that many people from both the LDS and polygamy have started to follow, and that's Denver Snuffer. And we hope to encourage some of them to disregard human religious leaders, turn and trust Jesus. And that's really easy to do. You know, just read the New Testament, read the four Gospels and commit and submit yourself to the biblical Jesus. We hope to encourage them to test Denver Snuffer according to biblical measurement that God has given us and not trust their own feelings or their own hearts, but test what they teach. We have a passage from one of Denver Snuffer's revelations as an example of his alleged visions. Hopefully it will help folks understand how far off his teachings are from original biblical revelation. Also remember, God has forbidden anyone 
to add to what he has already revealed and recorded, which makes all claims of modern-day revelation blatantly false. But here is part of one of his visions. Section 160. He must have 160 of them? In this, in this particular <laughs> volume. <laughs> wow. Vision given to Denver Snuffer, Jr., the 13th of February, 2003. On the 13th of February, 2003, I saw the Lord coming in His glory. At first a sign appeared in the heavens. A light emanated from a single point, and turning first this way and that, all the world saw it. And men debated over its meaning. At length the light turned upon us, and within it was the Lord, showing His glory, with concourses of angels and the hosts of heaven following in His wake. Okay. And, and when we saw that it was the Lord, we rejoiced and were filled with joy. I turned to my wife and said, look, it is Christ. And she said, yes, it is. And we were filled with joy and peace of mind. For the long-awaited day of the Lord had come. Now, there's nothing new here. God gives <laughs> revelation to reveal something new. And you can read the Bible and get better information than this. It, is, it makes me wonder if this is merely an effort on his part to bring potential followers into the mindset that he's worthy to receive these visions, that he's worthy to be followed and believed. Okay? Now, mm -hmm. that was the first two points or verses of his vision. Let's go to point three. But others were filled with dread. They feared and lamented and wanted the mountains to cover them and hide them from his presence. For he was clothed in red and came in judgment. And Christian ministers knew that they had taught falsely and that their faith could not save them. And they begged for the relief from, from the saints. Okay. Now, this is difficult. <laughs> their faith <laughs> could not save them? He's copying some of this from Revelation chapter 6. Where, where it says that people who refuse to repent ask the mountains to fall upon them. Mm -hmm. So we don't need that to be told us again. You know, you can go to Revelation chapter 6 and read it. We already have this information in the Bible, so, so it's not new revelation. And the fact that he has accused Christian ministers of teaching falsely immediately places him in the category of a false prophet. In the biblical book of Acts, chapter 11, verse 26, we learn that God's true disciples were first called Christians at that time and place, and they've been called Christians ever since. Mm -hmm. When Christian ministers teach from the Bible, the gospel from the Bible, the method that God chose for our salvation from the Bible, why do people like Joseph Smith and Denver Snuffer accuse them of teaching falsely? Why should we believe them since we already have the Bible? Now, I have never yet heard a plausible answer to that question. Uh, notice that he said in his last quote that, that at Jesus' coming, uh, Christians would know the, the, that the false teaching that faith cannot save us. Really? Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> wow. Denver Snuffer is calling God a liar at that very point. Believing God is much safer than believing Denver Snuffer. All throughout the biblical scripture, God has revealed that anyone's salvation is by grace through faith. Nothing more, nothing less. But the gospel, according to Snuffer, mocks God's revealed method of grace and faith. 
we want to show you a few of the many, many, many places in the Bible stating that our faith is so important to God and saving faith is what God uses to save through his grace. There are over 200 times that God uses the word faith in the Bible to describe our standing with him. There are so many very good verses, we couldn't possibly quote them all, but we're going to quote a few of them that might help convince someone that God's salvation is by grace alone through faith alone, despite what Denver Snuffer says. Mm -hmm. So let's start with Habakkuk. Uh, Habakkuk 2, 4. But the just shall live by faith. Luke 7, 49 through 50. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sin? Then he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Acts 14, 27. Now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. It was all about faith. And Snuffer says that's a false teaching. Wow. And that we're going to, we're going to really, the the Christian ministers are going to regret that that's what they taught, that it was by faith. And you can see from these verses how powerful and important our faith is. Jesus told the sick woman her faith had saved her. But we must remember that our faith is only as powerful as the object of our faith. If you Mm. have faith in a mere man, you know, who is a sinner, just like the rest of us, your faith is worthless. The object of Christian faith is Jesus Christ only. A human leader will just get in the way and oftentimes will block our relationship with Jesus. And if we cannot be saved by God's grace through faith, no one would ever be saved because all of us fail to do the right thing all the time. We have more verses expressing the importance of faith alone. Romans. Romans 3.28 says, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Romans 4.5 says, But to him who does not work but believe on him who justified the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Well, that's pretty strong, isn't it? (laughs) Our faith faith is our righteousness. Our faith in Jesus. Okay. Right. Um, uh, again, that's the object of our faith is, is the power and the, the authentic uh, faith, no, faith in anything else, of course, won't and, save us. And that's why Abraham was accounted as exactly righteous right. for his faith. Genesis fifteen six. That's why Abraham was righteous. This is faith. You're right. Okay. We have more for Romans. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into his grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Galatians 2.16 Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Again, it shows the importance of faith. And Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9 says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Mm -hmm. And then we have another one later on in Ephesians. Ephesians 4, 4 and 5. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And so there we go, one faith, one faith. And Denver Snuffer mocks that faith. And the Lord gives us that faith. It's, it's a gift. From, a gift from the Lord. Right. So Snuffer's wrong. He's dead wrong because the Bible teaches that God embraces those who place their faith in him. Faith is used over and over and over again to express the only thing that we must have to be saved. <laughs> yeah. Now, either God is a liar or Denver Snuffer is. And I'll put my faith in God first and God alone and reject all else. One final passage to illustrate how important our faith is. We quote what Peter said. First Peter 1 Peter 1.7 The genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold. 1 Peter 1-9 through 9, Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So that right there shows us our faith is more precious than gold. And it is the, the end of our faith is our salvation. And Snuffer says it's not. Wow. Okay? Genuine faith is more precious than gold. So... Hopefully, we have shown that he was wrong in what he said. Now, his alleged revelation says that our faith can't save us, that the Christians will turn to the saints for help. They're not the saviors. Yeah. The saints aren't the method of God's salvation. Mm -hmm. God doesn't contradict himself, but false prophets contradict God. A good example of why we don't follow humans, we follow Jesus. Now, let's go to point number four of his alleged revelation. All right, so this caused me to marvel at how this could be. It was given unto me to understand that without the ordinances of salvation through the authorized ministers of the gospel, it was not possible for men to shed their sins. Wow, the ordinance of salvation, they're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> and notice that they had to go through people, ministers of the gospel, to yeah. get that information. Yeah. So that's following people, mm -hmm. right? And they could not look up upon a just and holy being without being racked with torment and guilt for their sins. And they pled with the saints to minister to them, but we could not, for we were constrained by the Spirit and were forbidden to do so. For this was the day of judgment which the Lord had in his heart, and he was now come to preach his own sermon, clothed in red, and to deliver those who waited on him and to convict and condemn those who had not." Okay, so he's adding a lot to what Revelation tells us about Jesus' return. And it's far removed from the events that the Bible <laughs> yes, tells us about the lot. second coming. It removes mm -hmm. the power and authority of Jesus himself, if you read it carefully. It nullifies the death on the cross, his death on the cross, in payment of our sins and places payment of our sins on the effectiveness of our works, of our obedience to ordinances managed by authorized human ministers. Mm -hmm. Okay, takes our mind off Jesus and onto people. First of all, Colossians explains that all ordinances were nailed to the cross. We don't need them. He says we do. Praise the, the Bible Lord. says we don't. <laughs> praise the Lord. Secondly, right, <laughs> praise the Lord. Uh, secondly, the Mormon saints are not saviors. Pleading to them will avail nothing. Our pleading is to be done to God 
through Jesus Christ alone. Mr. Snuffer's saints are not mediators to God for humanity. And next, he said, Jesus comes back to preach his own sermon and condemn those who did not wait for him. Another example of taking biblical ideas from context, mixing his own ideas with them, and coming up with a complete misrepresentation. Jesus does not return the second time to preach his own sermon. When he returns, it's too late for a sermon. If anyone wants to hear a sermon preached by Jesus, read the New Testament scriptures. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the rest of the New Testament. You'll hear a lot of sermons that come directly from the heart of Jesus Christ. There's so much more heresy that we could pull out of just this one revelation Snuffer claims to have had. And this is from just one of the many volumes that he's written. But we conclude that Denver Snuffer has fulfilled his place in biblical scripture revelation and represent to you one of the passages that have been prophesied about people like him. And it comes from Timothy, Paul's letter to Timothy. 2 Timothy 3.13 But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Uh, that's interesting because he he had gathered a group of people to go up to Idaho with him and start a united order. To start a new I, united I, order? Yes, and uh, yeah, and just like um, it all fell apart though, it, rapidly. It didn't last very long. It will. That, that, it, a united order will always fail because some people are motivated and others aren't. Yeah, and it says it right there. They're imposters and they, they, they grow worse and worse and now they're going to build a temple. Anyway, let me read yeah, this other... Yeah. Uh, and they're deceived and being deceived. Mm -hmm. He's deceiving them, the, those who are being deceived. Yes. <clears throat> and First Timothy 4, 1 and 2 says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisies, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Okay. Wow, that's well done. Any, any doctrine that's not of God is a doctrine of demons because it goes against what God taught. And he falls into that category. Now, <clears throat> to know truth, of course, we have to test. And, and God has given the test for truth. And we've talked about that. We talked about that last time from Deuteronomy. And, and we cannot lean upon our own understanding. Obviously, God says his thoughts are higher than ours. Mm -hmm. So how can we judge according to our own hearts? Some people say, I feel it in my heart. Well, God's, God's word is higher than our logic and our hearts. It's impossible um, uh, for our heart to be a measure of truth. It'll lead us astray. And if we judge human prophets by our standards um, and by our logic rather than on God's word, we will be led astray. Another passage describing people who claim to hold some prophetic office of leadership comes from Second Peter. 2 Peter 2, 1 and 3. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destructions does, does not slumber. Okay, so it tells us in verse 2 there that um, <clears throat> many will follow their destructive ways. And that, that describes 
these, these new groups that are always coming up that say they have the truth and Mormonism is an apostate and so on and so forth. And so we ask the question again, why do people insist that they must have a human leader rejecting the only leader that God has authorized for these last days? And that's Jesus Christ, who is the only Savior and mediator. Denver Snuffer has rejected the LDS Church as being authentic. He has rejected Mormon fundamentalists as being God's true church. But he has accepted Joseph Smith as being God's true prophet. Now, isn't that interesting? And he says he never lived polygamy. <laughs> <laughs> However, Smith has changed Joseph Smith's history. He's changed mm. who Smith really was. <laughs> yeah. Now, Snuffer teaches that Joseph Smith wasn't a polygamist, like you said, <laughs> that everything written about him regarding his polygamous activities has been slander that originated from Brigham Young. That, that Brigham Young, um, well, we'll get to that in, in, in the quote that you're going to read. Now, we know that the RLDS has rejected Joseph Smith's polygamy, but we shouldn't confuse Snuffer's teachings with the RLDS because they're two totally different religious movements. But we want to quote from one of Snuffer's observations about this. Once Brigham Young gained control over the church, he secured a chorus of voices that falsely accused Joseph and make both him and Hiram hypocrites and deceivers. If no one else will proclaim it, then I will. Joseph and Hiram were virtuous men, and unless you are virtuous, also you will be condemned by God for your wickedness. For I, the Lord, cannot look upon sin in the least degree of allowance. Nevertheless, he that repenteth and doth the... The commandments of the Lord shall be forgiven, and he that repenteth not. From him shall be taken even the light which he hath received. For my spirit shall not always strive with man, saith the Lord of hosts. Now the TNC is Denver Snuffers, probably equal to the Doctrine and Covenants oh. of the, of the um, Mormon TNC. Church, the TNC. Teaching and Commandments by Denver Snuffer, right? Oh, so those who follow Snuffer know... That he is saying, what he's saying about Joseph Smith, um, but completely regard, disregard the dozens, probably hundreds actually, of written documents, history, newspapers, private journals, diaries. And my, yeah, and my friend says that, that Brigham Young changed all of them. Mm -hmm. So make a point right here that that's impossible. It's impossible. That he, he couldn't, couldn't have. have. Yeah. There was diaries he didn't even know existed. There was legal affidavits, legal testimonies of, of some of his wives saying that they were married to Joseph Smith and they went to bed with him, okay? And, and, and um, uh, there are just too many personal stories and affidavits that jo Brigham Young could no way have found them all and changed them all. And how could he change yeah. them anyway? If you find a personal diary, how could he change it? They didn't have white out in those days. And, yeah. and, and how would they change the writing and the ink? I mean, he couldn't have done it. It's impossible. But that they believe him. I know someone who is talking about this all the time on Facebook, and he's mm -hmm. someone who has, um, who has rejected the Mormon idea and turned to snuffer. Sad. Uh, they need to check it out for themselves. Uh, it's easier for them to believe someone else than to do the, their own uh, work. But the, they blind, need, the blind leading the blind. The blind leading the blind. <laughs> I think that's something that I mentioned later. That's what Jesus said. That's what they're like, is what Jesus said, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they need to investigate it without prejudice, you know. Go in there without prejudice and study it for yourself. 
Um, so w all we can say is that this is definitely a counterculture religion. And Snuffer said this about other Mormon factions. The reason gross darkness now flows continually from the LDS Church, fundamentalist Mormons, and the many pretenders claiming to be strong and mighty is because they only seek their own vain ambitions. They undertake to cover their sins rather than to confess them. They gratify their pride and vain ambitions by claiming they are great in God's eyes. When they are nothing of the sort, they want to exercise control or dominion or compulsion upon the souls of the children of men to further their unrighteous purposes. And therefore we can behold from their words and deeds that the heavens have withdrawn themselves. The Spirit of the Lord is grieved with them and their pretensions to priesthood or authority have evaporated. They offer conceit and flattery, not like Joseph offered humility, light and truth. Hiram was a moral man of unquestionable integrity. The LDS historian's office shamefully throws mud at both these men to uphold the wickedness of those who got control over the murder, their murders. So you can see how he's rewritten history. He's rewritten who Hiram and Joseph Smith really were. Yeah. Yet it's been both the LDS Church and the Mormon fundamentalists who have defended Joseph Smith's character, and they still do. I guess when the LDS Church finally admitted that Joseph Smith was a polygamist um, and, and, uh, and to his odd reading of getting the Book of Mormon out of a rock, you know, maybe that's when they decided that they were lying about him. I, I don't know. I'm just surmising. But when we reject historical facts and go about making up our own version of history to make it be what we want it to be, we're doomed to repeat the same tragedies over and over again. Jesus said it's the blind leading the blind, like you said, and they'll both fall into the ditch. And Denver Snuffer is tucked very nicely into that category. But people believe what they want to believe. And they listen to and they follow men who teach them what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. And Snuffer fills that role. Sometimes the truth is not very comfortable and it's easier to ignore it or redefine it. And that's what the Mormon culture and all the spin-off groups have done. History proves that Joseph and Hiram were polygamous despite what Snuffer wants them to have been. And we're going to talk more about this next time. Actually, next time we will have an interview with a lady who was once a Mormon. She left Mormonism and she joined the Snuffer group. She found out something was dreadfully wrong and left them, and she has become a follower of Jesus Christ only. So we'll talk with her next time. Thanks, Karen. That's Thank exciting. You very much. I, yeah, I can't wait to hear is. that. It is. I love to hear those kinds of stories. You know, it seems that humans have the need to follow someone like sheep follow a shepherd. Jesus knew that. that, that <clears throat> that's why he revealed himself as the good shepherd. He said, my sheep know me, and they won't follow a strange shepherd. He warned us about wolves that will come among the sheep to ravage and devour them. If you're following a man, you're following a false shepherd. Denver Snuffer and Russell Nelson and Joseph Smith and Paul Kingston, none of these men are true shepherds, and they should be ignored and rejected. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. If you're not his sheep, You'll listen to someone else's voice. Jesus said, watch out, do not be deceived. And we echo his words 
the only person we need is Jesus, and it is in Him and through Him that we can understand His will and His way through the biblical scriptures. Jesus said, follow me. He didn't say, follow a human who claims to be following Him. You can begin to follow Him this very moment by putting aside everything and everyone who bids you to follow them. Follow the bib Jesus who's described in the Bible. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.